This week's episode is brought to you by Latin, a dead language that is on the outside of colleges and government documents for some reason. Latin is a language that is used to give credence to your statement or to your motto. At the same time, it is also super fun to type into Google Translate. Latin. Lectio difficile est. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, the only podcast where we're doing the wave and you can't see that we're doing it. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. Woo! <laughs> I'm Revere. And what's up guys, Wave Nation? Oh man, so uh, we have invited the Vanguard YouTuber Wave Nation, speciali- specialist in all things Aquaforce, besides Commander Jaime, R.I.P., wherever he happened to may be. And uh, we are here to talk about Aquaforce, because that's your clan. Yes, yes, Aquaforce is definitely uh, probably the only reason that I still play this game, but <laughs> love it, so. Wait, Aqu- so you, you put up with like a year of, of just suck in the reboot? Oh, absolutely, I tried everything I could to make it work, and we're here now, so. Yeah, tell that to, How tell was that experience? It was horrible for the first few months. I found a few things that worked out, and then new support just threw that all down the drain, and I had to start from square one again. So, <laughs> yeah, tell that th- th- there's this guy uh, at my locals. He 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 loves Aquaforce about as much as you do, and he's like, every week he'll like pull out the deck box, sigh, put it back in his bag, and then pull out something else. <laughs> Dude, that, that was that was me when Murakumo dropped. I picked that up and I was like, I just didn't look back until yeah. they announced the new set. So, yeah, it, it just, just he has to go through that ritual every week. He's like, not today. Yeah. You know? A new support, <laughs> Neo Nectar or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so uh, today is yet another premium profile for you guys. I know we've only done three of them so far, but we try and get someone who's. Uh, at least somewhat of an expert on whatever clan we happen to be covering. And I went back and listened to the Darker Regulars episode with Solemn Vanguard, and we went off topic a lot. And I'm going to acknowledge that. I mean, yeah, that. obviously. <laughs> um, so why don't we just start uh, pretty simple. Why don't we talk about the history of Aquaforce in the meta? Um, do you want to kind of kick us off there, Mr. Wave? Um, well, to be honest, there was a large part of the game um, that I didn't really play between Break Ride era and when G started. But when I came back, it was right around the time that that uh, Incessant Waves set dropped. And that's when everything really kind of took off for us. It was kind of like a renaissance period, you know, in a way where we kind of just went from zero to 100 with ripples and thavis and blue wave and everything kind of just even maelstrom you know got in there a little bit but like everything kind of took off especially with ripples like ripples went all the way to worlds and won the whole thing like it was a really big deal for aquaforce oh to be 2015 Um, again oh my god i wish (laughs) that'd be awesome but um yeah i mean g uh, pre-g guard like with how good thavis and lambros was in combination like it was just a really good time for us um and then there was Early that brief period. Was... There was also that brief period where Maelstrom was meta because you couldn't guard him. Oh, with Despina, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, and then G guards came out. Yep, it's like a month. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, going forward from there, realistically, uh, after the Odysseus hit down to two, and G guards came out. Um, we were kind of just, like, rogue. I mean, there was a lot of things that really disrupted our plays between Denial Griffins, Hetero Rounds. Um, you had Link Joker that really stopped a lot of what we wanted to do. Um, and then we had a really, really bad set when Wailing Thavis came out. Uh, but Divine Dragon a- Caper, which we, ha- we, we did a set review for that set, and... We dumped on that set. That set sucked. We did. It may, yeah. have, it may have had a fun name, but it, it was just. It was <laughs> such a nothing set for most people That's, involved. Without shadows in that set, that set sells zero, like zero boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even with the shadows in there, it wasn't like that crazy. It was just it was new shadow support, so everyone was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm doing it." 
Why not? Yeah, yeah. Like, Wailing Thousands was like twenty bucks at a time where GRs were like sky high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from Wailing Thavis, like the best card for us in that set was that Dolphin Stand Trigger, and like no one even really played that. Like, that was a common. I think. I think. I think Atlas played one. I did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it, was, that, it was cute. And that was that was the deck that I I used to teach my friend Carly how to play Vanguard because my logic was, mm-hmm. oh, because everything wants to attack at certain points, it kind of teaches you how to like, uh, you know do your turn a certain way based on what cards you have versus just I put the thing down and attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get when you put it like that, we kind of were just a glorified trial deck at that point. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> I was playing blue waves at that time. The lowest yeah. of the low, glorified trial deck, single tier. Yeah. But um yeah, aside from that, I mean that whole set was like wave support. I don't think any like any like common player would even know what wave support is off the top of their head. I don't think anybody really yeah. even. Th- no one played those cards. And even then, like Thava still wasn't that good, and you just played blue waves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like then after that, you, you waited a few sets, and then GBT thirteen comes out, and it's near the end of Giera, and that's when Bushiro just decided to open the floodgates. And oh, yeah. all the crazy shit out. So you guys got a G guard that allowed you to unflip a damage or unlock a thing. You got mm-hmm. Megido. You got uh like I guess the, the blue wave Valios thing was kinda neat. I don't know if that was you know It really wasn't, but it was fun. The, the, it, it made the deck really glass cannon, but it was cool. <laughs> it was interesting. What, uh, keeping your your opponent stuck at eleven? Mm-hmm. Well, just the the way that the whole deck wanted to run was to kind of just play for that one flood hazard turn and try and win there. Yeah, like that was always the deck is just open early with uh, Foivos and then hope they die by your first stride. Yeah, pretty much. Or uh, G guard into that flood hazard to get the the quad drive on that first yep. mm-hmm. first attack, and then like what was Thavis doing around this time? Oh, well, I mean. I think- Thavis Th- was, like, kind of meta at this time. Yeah, Thavis became pretty solid. Um, I mean, it, it was able to combat Link Joker, mm-hmm. uh, Kagero. Uh, it, had a, it, it was able to, like, play around with it. Because having the resist offensively was just really, really good for us. It was something that we didn't have before. And all of a sudden, it took, like, you know, our... all of uh, One of the things that I always complained about was that, like, G-guards that stopped our attackers and killed them would just shut off our vanguard because mm-hmm. there wasn't excel markers back then. You only had two rearguard slots. And if they killed something that restood, you're not going to get four battles. And almost all of our vanguard, like all of our strides needed four battles to do something. Yeah. I mean, and then could... also, like, the new Thavas, I think, let things attack from the back row. I can't really remember. It let wave units, I believe, attack yeah. from the back row. Yeah. The new Thavas w- like, gave you guys a little bit of consistency because that's another unit with Thavas in the name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Vanguard. Nothing like searching the topic you're talking about during the podcast. We're we're, we're fucking Pod Save America over here. Got everything yeah. written down. And... It's okay. I like actively played the deck at the time, and I can't well, remember it. By this well, point, I, mean... I had given the deck to Carly, so I wasn't really paying attention anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the biggest thing for the set was was Alexandros coming out because that gave us like. A, a solid first stride. It was like no BS. You didn't need four battles. It was just stand two, give them both five. Like you had a a play that was better than going into like, you know, Lambros or Thavis because well, Commander Thavis because you you could attack from the back row with the new Grade Three Thavis's skill. So it gave you a little bit more options, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of just gave us like a really good, um, you know, like I said, like a, just a no BS first stride, and then it just got better and better as the game went. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was right around the time when they were like releasing absurd set after absurd set, right? Yep. Because it, yep. it, it, it was thirteen, and then like Rondo and the Bermuda, like all those were in the space of like what six months. Yeah, yeah the, Star, the Stargate set as well. Like everything was just yeah. really, really good towards the end. Mm-hmm. Stargate Zoo Booster. And... Yeah, and then that was also kind of unfortunate for Aqua Force because like right after that set, I think. Kagero got the new Overlord that let it retire things with resist. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was, well, that, that was that was in the same set. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I was thinking of twelve that had Blade Master. Yeah, that right. No, I think that it was, was that combined. 
Oh, yeah, fuck, <laughs> Jesus. You know what the I worst part is? We've done set reviews on all of the sets we're talking about. We should be better. All of these yeah. sets came out pretty close and were all really absurd, like, when yeah. they came out. Yes. No, I think it was the fact that they had Overlord combined with all the Link Joker support also getting around Resist that kind of pushed Aquaforce back down a bit. And... Yeah, I mean, I think just because standard split off from premium, thinking about stuff from G format is almost like trying to think about high school days when you're in college now. So <laughs> it's, it's, not even, like a... it, it, it's not even that. It's like trying to think of middle school when you're 25. It feels so <laughs> like it feels so long ago. It even feels though, like yeah. so was long it? ago. Even though it, this is like what for like it was, Trump was still two, president. Two like yeah, it's... <laughs> like. Yeah, I, like, I actually I like... played the game back then. <laughs> Come on, don't Standard don't admit actually, that Standard to the listeners. Like a year ago. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I think uh, that era. I think Alexandros was like super good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I think Aquaforce was pretty solid for like you know a month and a half until whatever the next set came out was. Yeah. Yeah, Stargate came out, and then Nova Grappler just did exactly what we were doing, but better. So we kind of <laughs> just fell back off the map again. Yeah. That's the worst feeling when you're like, I can do this, and then there's another deck that comes along. Yeah, but that's just you, but better. <laughs> and you're like, cool. I mean, that, that was that was like all of G format for Aquaforce, because everything just became a multi-attack deck, but mm-hmm. they would call it from their deck, you know? We had to call it from hand and guard. It was like, what are we doing? When Aquaforce first came out, this was GBT, uh, sorry, not GBT, BT08, mm. uh, the, everyone was kind of like, what is it, like, is this clan going to be really good or really bad? We don't know. And it turned out the clan was just, like, kind of bad for, like, a long like, time. Eh. Well, it was fine once Glory Maelstrom came out because it was, like, the only thing with a guard resist at the time. Yeah, Glory was, like, pretty crazy. And then when they showed Link Joker in Japan, we were still like barely getting break rides. <laughs> and then we were just like, "What is what does Aqua Force even do to this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you only have five rear guard circles. There's no way they can remedy something like that. Yeah, that's called I do think foreshadowing. The, I do think that the Aqua Force deck that came out in BT13 uh, with uh, tr- Transporter Tetra. Tetra Drive. Mm-hmm. And and friends was actually just very good. Yeah, that was that was a really good set. It just happened that there were actual broken decks in that format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Novell, uh, Blouse, mostly those two. Mostly Novell, yeah. Oh, Raging Form. Can't forget about Raging Form. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Um, so you know, G era ends. We get the reboot. We get standard format now. With the ability to get Excel circles and uh, that be like that by itself is huge for Aquaforce just because the like before you would have to rely on either position swapping or like stuff that can attack from the back row to really reliably get four battles. Like right. yeah, there's restanders and stuff like that, but I, having an extra front row rear guard circle does wonders for the clan, no matter what deck you're playing. So I'm thinking in standard format, it's just, you know, like Maelstrom or Naval Gazer, and then now you have all the Glory Maelstrom stuff, which uh, go check out Wave Nation's channel uh, for more details on that, and we're going to plug you at the end, too. So hooray, double thanks. Oh, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, so how do you think that having just Excel markers and some of the stuff that we got in the reboot uh, affected Aquaforce? in premium well one thing that it definitely did was take away the worry of how in the world am i going to reach my wave count that i need to for certain cards to work Mm -hmm. um that's huge aside from that i mean being able to pull off multiple of certain cards that you normally weren't able to before like saber flow was already a pretty good card which is fourth battler more after it finishes swinging at the Vanguard, you can retire it and draw two. Its drawback was that you would have now this very small attack that didn't really do much for your turn just to let you draw. But with Excel markers, now you can have a lot more meaningful attacks happening throughout the turn as well and then still get all, all your draws off to try and like survive whatever your opponent comes back at you with. On top of that, also, like what, back when you didn't have Excel circles... 
If you did Saber Flow's effect, that's half of your attacking front row gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that you know, you better have been done by that point, or close yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and then, like in in standard, standard looks pretty awesome now. But uh, what do you what do you think are like some of the clan or not clans like archetypes in premium that are worth using now at this point in time, knowing that the audience has listened to the My Glorious Justice set review. Go listen to it if you haven't already, or or just look it up on Wikipedia. You can do that too. <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think that it brings it down to four main decks that can be relevant in premium. And if you want, I can kind of go through like all their strengths and all their flaws. Yes, kind please. Of. Um, so what we'll talk about first, obviously, uh, like the big one that everybody wants to know about is Thavis, because Thavis was like our main G boss. Like, how is it going to fare going forward with all this new stuff? Um, Thavis was a deck that, with the reveal of Valios, had a lot of potential for the simple fact that Thavis has the option to run a lot of cards that let you draw. And that's kind of what Aqua Force needs to do is, like, survive our opponent's first stride. Which, ironically, is kind of the deck's biggest weakness is being able to survive these really good first strides that came out now in Premium Collection. But going off that, like... You can go into these crazy, like, 20-plus attack Valios plays. There was a blog, I can't remember, the, I think it was Tenma had a blog that, like, was just crazy informative about, like, the Valios play and how you can set up with wheel assaults and multi-attacking and getting off your saber flows to draw cards so you can call more cards with Valios' effect. Like, you can get these really awesome mega attack combos while your opponent's stuck at 11,000 power that just all need to be guarded, where you just keep swapping title assaults and benedicts, all your restanders just keep going back and forth to the Excel marker with Assault Wheel, um, I'm sorry, with Wheel Assault swapping them, and now with Wheel Assault being free, you can just keep on doing that over and over and over again. So Thavis has become this, like, late-game presence deck. The only problem is, like, getting to that late game is a little bit tough because you have to draw into the right cards, perfect guards, G guards, you know, that kind of stuff to get there. Meanwhile, Ezel laughs in the background. Yeah, right. So like things that have really good early presence are going to be very tough. And then decks that just have really good first strides, like Luard, Gastille, Neonectar, like those are going to be really hard to deal with. And those are all decks that are going to be like really, really big going forward in premium as well. And then there's also like Mega Colony in the background as like an anti-Ezel pick. I forgot about Mega Colony. I mean, that's one thing we actually do have a really good matchup against is Mega Colony. Oh, interesting. Like we can call from hand with Valios to get our multi attack. Like Gridora doesn't stop that from happening. Still. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. It's hand only. That's the the kicker. Yeah. So it becomes this weird, like almost bottleneck kind of deck where like we beat everything that's bad and we lose to everything that's good with Thavis. <laughs> And same thing for Standard Plus, which is another deck, which is pretty much kind of like a blanket term for like a standard deck with some text thrown in there and like and some stripe slap a G zone on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it kind of, you know, tries to fulfill the same purpose. But what's interesting about Standard Plus is it gives you the option to run uh, Hydro Hurricane, which didn't look too great for Standard. But being that you can use that like mid Valios turn or even just during your main phase while you're calling it from hand, you can pop Honolies and try and get around, you know, decks that can bring those out and try and use that against you, like Luard and whatnot. Guys, we figured out a use for Hydro Hurricane. We <laughs> spent, like, five minutes riding on this thing. Oh, yeah, no, outside the of that, there's, there's really nothing you're going to do with that card outside of that. It's just to get rid of Honolies. That's it. I mean, but, that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. So you got that. And then there's two more decks that, you know, we kind of tinkered around with and tried to figure things out for in premium. And the first one I'm going to talk about is Blue Wings, which is a little controversial because it's so new and it's so unexplored that we really haven't had a lot of time to try and figure out how exactly it's going to work. But one thing that's for sure is that it has really good early game presence and it can play the grade two game so well. Like you've got an 11K body to just sit on with mm-hmm. all you, all these like free beefy cards that just bully your opponent while you're trying to fight for that first stride position. And being that it wants to like run heals regardless, you're going to 
be able to play the the G guard game and try and find some way to get around what your opponent's going to do, and then slap them back with some like late game Alexandra's play that can crush them after you bullied them early game, or just try and high roll them with the heel trigger, get that extra right, of drive check. Yeah, yeah, you could do that too. And that's like again just another threat early game. If you sit on two for an extra turn, it's like if I hit a heel, I could just win right now. So, Jeez. but that's yeah, that one's going to be good as well. Um, at least in testing, it was able to kind of put up with not consistently beat, but it was able to put up with like the early game from Neo Nectar and Luard and like those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, you could at least try and play around them because like playing Thavis or Standard Plus, like you're going to be sitting on a grade two that's a nine k, and like even if you draw into a Title Assault, you're going to have to get lucky to do anything good early against a ten k body. So yeah. And then, um, unless oh, sorry, go ahead. unless you run like, like let's say you you, you like draw into Nicolas or something. I, I don't know. I I can think of like no good answer to that. Just yeah. I mean, the 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 ones that we were testing is really going for like that late game, Valios play, which I don't even think we were really running Nicolas in any of the builds for premium. Hmm. So no Nicolas, no um. Yeah, Algos, definitely not for yeah. Thavis. I think standard plus, we may have... I think I tried Algos a couple times, but just ultimately, like, Title Assault and Benedict and, like, the swappers, or, I'm sorry, the restanders that aren't wave-restricted were just really good, because you could just constantly put them on Excel markers and swing for, you know, 19-14, at a 11k stuck Vanguard for the whole turn. And that was really kind of, like, the play that you wanted to get to. But, of course, I mean, there are other options that you can do for standard plus as well. That was just some of the ones that we tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Blue Link stuff we had a bit of a discussion about, but uh, ultimately we decided that it, we just didn't really know what to say about it because it yeah. was like this new thing. It's it's weird because it doesn't have a boss, right? It's just like yeah. a rearguard engine. And it's, it's a solid rearguard engine because it mm-hmm. gives you just free units, free numbers, restanding ability. Like It's got what it needs. It just doesn't have a boss yet, and I feel like that's what will take it to the next level. Right now, you got to find a way to try and make it work without that. Yeah. Imagine they just had a grade three that let you turn like normal units into heal triggers. <sighs> that would be so nasty. There better but, be like like some kind of major. St- it should be something like grade threes become heal triggers or something like that. No blue yeah, units become heal triggers. Oh, that's a that's a good way to do it. Except there's already like what five blue wings or something like that. So yeah, whatever. Screw it. <laughs> five. Yeah, there's five. Hmm. You yeah. just gotta be careful because, like, manipulating heal triggers is like very dangerous, especially in a deck that like plays that aggressively. Well, it's not like they would heal you; it's just it it gets treated as a heal trigger in terms of like name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, kind of like the um the comparison to guard breaking with dimension place, where it like gets treated as a grade three. Oh, no, it actually zone. gets grade plus one, but yeah, yeah, or just something to that nature. Um, but it's much easier to like write down a line for yeah. grade plus one than it is to this counts as a heal trigger for the but only for effects that need to check yeah. like it's like what maybe just have it restand units with blue wing in its name yeah, it's, it, when it's placed in trigger zone stand all blue wings or something like that yeah like when your drive check reveals a normal unit just stand all of your Either units or rear guards, I don't know what seems more fair with blue wings. I mean, they would have like, to would... continue not giving them a boss, if that's the case. Yeah, because yeah. that would that would cover so many flaws. It would make every drive check either stand all of your rear guards, or you would hit an actual trigger. So, mm-hmm. that'd right? be really good. I mean, you can only do that once during the drive check. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Alright, so we had standard plus, we had... Uh, Blue Wings, we had... Thavis. Um, Thavis. What's the fourth one? Right, so the fourth one is, I think, going to be our best option, and that's going to be Ripples, which <laughs> Ripples haven't had a single new card of support since that set in 2015. No, like, they have not. I think that they, they probably wanted to. Like, if you look at that old Blue Wave stride, I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. I think it's like our. Artuam or something like that. Yeah. It's a ripple. Like you see the whole ripple ride chain in the background. He's got like the ripple uniform, the glove, like everything. But it just 
is a blue wave card, has some random ability. Mm-hmm. Like they, I don't think that they really can give any more support to it because of how fast and how efficient its early game engine is with Odysseus. Um, because indirectly, every card that goes to Aqua Force is support for that card now. Kind of like how everything that's going to come out for Dark Irregulars is going to be Gastille support mm-hmm. from this point forward. Like, if you look at what the deck can accomplish early game now compared to what it did before, like, before it would just be, you want to open with Odysseus because you can get your Ripple Rush off early game. That's fantastic. But now with Wheel Assault and with Nicolas, you have, like, three target rides, and you still have the Ripple engine available to you, and you can abuse Nicolas to search for Algos, like, two or three times a turn, depending on what you hit in your opening hand. So you can get a bunch of searches off, and then going into grade two, your Coral Assaults are going to swing big, go into Soul, let you draw, and then stay safe in Soul so that you could pull it out again the next turn. So what the new set did for Ripples was give you either hitting the Ripple Ride Chain and getting four battles that way, um, having a Wheel Assault on Rearguard, getting four battles that way, or riding Algos and getting four battles that way. Like it's, it's, There's like no way to not have good early game with Ripples anymore. And with Coral Assault getting so big, like damage triggers are also not really a problem anymore either. So running that with like... 16 crit was probably the best way that we were testing it because most of the games would just end on turn 3. The second you go into that Legion play and you get like your Diamantes on an Excel marker just swing 6 times after you already swung like 8 or 9 times for really big numbers earlier in the game... No deck can really keep up with that early unless they heal or hit a bunch of draw triggers or whatever. Like, It just rushes down so fast, and it's so hard to brick with the deck now that it's a deck where the option is like, we want to put our opponent into a position where they they need to survive to win rather than us needing to survive their first stride to have a play. You know what I'm saying? So it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's aggression that actually... It's offensive aggression instead of defensive aggression. If that makes right, sense. Right, it's like, put, don't play to not lose, play to win. Like, that's the deck that's going to win the game rather than have to, like, not lose the game to do anything. Yeah. That's, uh... Don't play to not lose, play to win. We need that in Latin above the Nexus core headquarters. Ne- next to the one that just says reading is hard in Latin. That's, uh... <laughs> I probably yeah I probably didn't phrase that the best way that I could have but pretty much what I'm trying to say is like um, some some versions of Aqua Force need to survive to get to a point where they're in a winning position with Ripples like your opponent needs to survive to be in a winning position like you're the one that's got your foot on the gas as opposed to the other versions of the deck yeah there's a there's a com- common thing in many card games about like. When at what phase of the game? Like some some decks are good, like at more phases of the game than others, but maybe less good. Like you know, you could have a deck that's just good at every phase of the game, like Bermuda or something, right? It's like, oh, I'm gonna do crazy shit constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you have to ask yourself if you're playing a deck, you know, like Ripples, like how late can the game go before I'm disadvantaged? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like the deck also not running any heal triggers or perfect guards like it also lacks a backbone so if you don't like if something happens and you don't happen to win by that third turn like chances are you're going to get slapped back by their first stride and not really have an answer but the deck was the that was the deck that had like the highest win rate and like the most efficient plays and the most consistency Mm -hmm. even yeah pretty much um the only way to really brick with that deck now is to have to like, open with Odysseus, and that's all you can ride. Because then you don't get anything else going for you for the rest of the game. But if you open with any other grade one, you, you're pretty much fine. That's, uh... Is Odysseus back at four? Yeah, it Odysseus is. is back at four. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was really what you said earlier about don't play to don't play to survive, play to win. Or something of the sort. Or not lose, yeah. I think is the way you worded it. I think survive something... is a better way to word it. Uh, I think... <laughs> I think not lose is, uh, is this <laughs> classic way. So I'm, I, I like that one. Yeah, I, like- I think it's a very important point. Card game players tend to feel like they have to make... How do I say it? The uh, the play that lets them live the longest. 
because it seems like if you're not losing longer, that's a better play. But, like, if you're playing, you know, an aggressive strategy, you can play this long game all day, and it looks like you're not going to lose for a longer period of time, but you also just can't hope Yeah, to I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, just straight up from experience against these new strides, like, you're not going to survive a first stride Luard, a first stride uh, Katarina, a first, or I'm sorry, Katrina, a first stride Gastille. Like, you're not going to survive that. I don't care how many cards you draw, unless you draw <laughs> into all four G guards and all four perfect guards. And or, or at least not well. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not going to be in good shape after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to have anything to fight back with. And realistically, max hand size after your first stride with Aqu- Force is going to be somewhere around 13 or 14. It sounds like a lot of cards, but with what we have in the game right now, it's it's really not enough. Dude, it reminds me when people were like playing against like Glendios and shit, and thinking that they just wanted to like take the game long in any reasonable capacity. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what is your plan exactly? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what your plan is. And like, I don't know. You're, if you're still winning. gonna have no counter blasts at the end of the day. Like, what are you doing? The thing it reminds me of is like pre GBT twelve OTT is like, yeah, not wi- uh, not losing is not the same as winning. It's yeah, pretty that's much true. the entire clan. Oh, by the <laughs> way, Super S non Luder Luder Vincere. Do not play <laughs> to survive. Play to win in Latin. The video you uh, you made about uh, um, the new Glory Maelstrom. The one that you made in like you know just a, a few minutes, I thought was re- hit on something really important too. That the kind of the you know the community can do kind of unknowingly at times is tend to like everything needs to be either good or bad. Yeah, yeah which is sure. almost never the case. <laughs> like there are cards that are just good, right? Like you look at a card like Ange and you're like, yeah, this card's just good. You look at a card like uh, whatever that Bermuda Grade Two from the TD is and you're like, yeah, this card's just good, right? Yeah, but like a lot of cards that, like Glory Maelstrom, it like that card <laughs> in the example that he that he was talking about is like just not just bad, but it's also like not like obviously good, which is where you have to like judge it properly, mm-hmm. which I think is really hard for people. Is like, well, when is it good? What can well, I do to make it better? What can I like? So Aquaforce right now. Um, especially, like, with the stuff in the standard set, like, there's a lot of cards that just by reading them, it would bait you to want to overcommit. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have. And, like, what I was talking about in that video specifically was people saying that the card was bad because what it wants to do is be a card that makes unguardable attacks, and there's a possibility that they might not all be unguardable. And that's, like, that's okay. Because the mm-hmm. whole point of the card isn't to just win instantly in one turn. Like if if a card if that's what the card did, it would just be unfair. But the point of the card is to like consistently pressure. That's why it has a low cost, mm-hmm. and you don't need to like overcommit for these crazy plays that just aren't realistic. Yeah, and you can pressure beforehand too. Like you don't have to like go in immediately. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a second it's a second ride card. It's you have three turns before that to to do what you want to do to them. Mm-hmm. Another thing with um, just, like, anything with guard restrict in general mm-hmm. is that a lot of people put too much weight on, like, how much pressure it is early. Like, I've seen a lot of people do the waterfall and, like, all right, I'm going to retire your front row and I attack Soul Blast with a crit. I'm like, I'm at two, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, like a lot of people go, oh, it's got guard restrict and a crit. It, it must be like amazing at all times of the game. No, it's not. It's great in late game, but before that, the, like it is. It, if anything, it's the opposite of pressure. You're you are causing me to relax in my chair because I go, okay, well, I can't use any of these cards to guard anyway, but I'm also not going to lose. Yeah, free counterblast. Let's go. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like some some cards just have designs that are just overlooked in certain aspects by a lot of the a lot of the players i'm not trying to do that to like knock on a lot of the players in the community but like there are a lot of cards like that like you're talking about like with waterfall or like with glory 
where you look at it and it's like it's not a card that you want to use to just like zero to six somebody because if you're trying to do that then chances are you just called your whole hand and then you will lose the next turn but if you play it smart the game's not over if you don't win on that turn like there's turns and turns and turns that can come after if you play correctly i yeah, can't i also didn't mean it to act like i was a attacking the community for that either i'm I, what i what i what kind of the point i wanted to make is this happens in literally every card game <laughs> yeah yeah no of like, course literally everyone people are like oh this card is busted well, because people tend to categorize things. If it's not good, it must be trash. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, the, the, also, I can't believe we're being nice to the community. I thought we were the what? the podcast w- with the three I, I don't assholes know. or something. I don't know if you've heard this heard this word. Uh, a word that we use a lot, or at least I use a lot, that I've kind of infected other people with is medium. <laughs> yeah. I'll call cards like medium, medium plus, medium minus. Medium well, medium rare. <laughs> I haven't even thought of that. Is that between plus? Is that between plus and regular? And like well, rare is between rare is better than medium. Well, so yeah, I would say that Mail- Glory Maelstrom is like a medium rare card somewhere in that category. So it's between medium and medium plus. It's or hard. yeah, it's wait. Uh, is it? What no? Like on the between- medium side of medium plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? It's like, a spectrum, you see. I mean, media, I, I've even gotten my family saying medium. You have caused medium to leak into, like, Good. Our, just our our style of speaking. In like, I, I was I was talking to my mom the other day. I'm like, so uh, how, how was uh, t- talking to her about work? I was like, how how is this you know patient you're with? And she was like, uh, medium. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It happens. I said it enough around her that she says it now. It's great. Um, it's incredibly useful because uh, yeah. there, there's too many words for both good and bad and not enough terms for neither of those two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, e- even the thing where I've said medium at like, work or something and then someone goes, it was bad. I'm like, no, it was medium. There's just, a medium. Just in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> So what we learned from this episode, ripples are remarkably consistent and can kill you before, like, or get close. I want this deck to go away, personally, because, <laughs> man, I lose to it so much. Ripples? Honestly, I don't blame you. Like, even in its heyday, it just felt too, like, I felt dirty. It was too strong. It just does yeah. too much. It's. I, I, I still it's remember fast. that Worlds and people playing garbage shit like pure Metal Borgs. <laughs> I think that's what it played against in the in the grand final. Yeah, it was it's like metal board. The worst DP deck than just the Breakride Legion one that you could be playing. Right. It, it, it was the, the, the double year of humiliation because it was that, and then well, the year after was 7C, 7C's Rush, right? Yeah, but imagine not playing the actual broken deck in your clan for this very, very like, medium, medium deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> medium like, deck, yeah. But, like, it, 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 it was so funny for Butcher to be like, all right, it's the grand finals. What sort of. You know, GB still using striding decks. Are we gonna see the, you're dead before stride happens? Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> we just we like just streamed that to the entire the world. world. Yeah, they, that and was seven C's rush, and they were mm-hmm. like, "All right, you know what? We gotta change some sh- some shit." Yeah, they changed it after they ended the G era. Yeah, well, it's still something. Yeah. Um, so you said that uh, ripples have done the best in testing. What I'm wondering is, what are the matchups like for? Aquaforce in this current premium meta, uh, where we have things like you said, like Neo Nectar and Shadow Paladin, um, like post premium collection. Um, so it was it it looks like Neo Nectar is one of our harder matchups, being that they actually have early game and like relatively good early game too, especially since they can use like the um they can use Force too. And get all their tokens down, and they can really smack. Like regardless of what deck you're playing, they can smack you really hard if you're not careful. So you got to be careful with that as well. Um, and then of course you have Luard, which can draw cards early. Even uh, Gastille with like Werewolf and everything, they can draw cards early and make things a little bit tough for you as well. So I mean, those are like the big. Those were the big three that gave us the most problems. You didn't happen to test it against Great Nature, did you? Uh, testing against Great Nature, 
No, because we kind of knew how that matchup was going to go. Realistically, they're just going to call a Hanali out at some point when you're striding and just shut your whole turn off, and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And then Hydro Hurricane came out, so that was a, a little late in the set. But even then, like they give it resist, so it's not like it's going to matter. That's true. I uh, know. I'm I'm just curious because like I've been testing a little bit with uh, with Premium Great Nature translation a lot, but I haven't <laughs> really gotten to play against uh, Aqua Force at all. So. Um, I'm curious as to see what's going to happen for me, anyway, uh, with my clan of choice. Um, so you said that Luard, Di's, and uh, Neo Nectar are the biggest problems. Yeah, they got like the best. They got the best ability to try and outlast what we throw at them early to get to like the next step, which is just winning on first stride. And, like, the thing with Neonectar especially, and I can say this as I've gotten my ass handed to me several times, shout out to Gabe, um, is that with the plant token thing being such a good early game, and then you can just follow that up with Katarina, the new Katarina stride, being like, all right, all these plant tokens are real things now. Yeah. Like, they have an end game to that, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Um, there's, like, no weak point for them. No weak point at all. Single tier. Um, and then, let's see, well, Aquaforce also gets, uh, you know, compared to Nova Grappler. What is that matchup like? Aquaforce to Nova Grappler? Um, it depends on which variant of the deck that you play, like we were talking about. So if you're playing something that really doesn't have too much early game, like Thavis, um, depending on your build, Standard Plus, and even sometimes Blue Wings, if you don't open correctly, um, if they keep their pieces, they kind of just don't care as soon as they go on to buster like you're just dead but with ripples you can pull every single card out of their hand or just win the game before that so it depends things need early game to be able to like put up with that deck i swear to god if this causes the price of all the ripple cards on tcg player to go up i'm gonna be so pissed just buy them now yeah, I was gonna say just buy them now, right now, while we're doing this. It's less about that and more about like that. Truly means that people are listening to us and that we have an actual impact on people, which uh, I I don't know how I feel about having an impact on people. Ugh. You shouldn't be allowed to be in charge of anything. Jeez. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Um, so. Now, why why would anybody why should anybody play Aquaforce at all? If 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 Buster can just hold its pieces and kill you, or Luard exists, or Gastiel exists, like what what sets this clan apart from the others? Aside from the awesome navy aesthetic, um, well, I think that we have we have the best pre-stride kill deck in the game with Ripples. Outside of that, there really isn't a reason to play Aquaforce unless you like them because they're probably not going to fare too well. But definitely ripples are way, are like that's the way to go if you want to try and win in premium with Aquaforce like a hundred percent. Aquaforce is kind of a clan that I think when uh, the kind of shift was happening from G era into V era, I don't think anyone was worried about Aquaforce's identity mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, I think the big question marks were like the ninja clans and like maybe some paladin somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, or like the dupe of clans like OTT and Genesis. Yeah, so mm. go on. I was gonna say they don't they didn't really seem like duplicates to me. They have their own like maybe aesthetically, sure, but I think Aquaforce has actually remained unique to Nova Grappler somehow. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's because they started changing up how Nova Grappler gets its multi attack. Like, yeah. with all the Beast Deity stuff attacking in the main phase or on call now. Mm-hmm. And then now Aquaforce... Like, Aquaforce always... Not only the position swapping thing, which... They're the only clan to do that outside of, like, I think a single Murakumo card. <laughs> um, that and the... Like, number of battles to do X thing has always yeah. kind of been tied to them, which seems like a downside, but I think it, it has allowed for interesting playstyles and card design. I think that's kind of what makes the deck so enticing and so fun to pick up in the first place is it's one of the clans where you really have to think out 
what attack is going to go where because you have so many of them and you really have to make sure that like this one hits on this battle, this one goes on this battle, this one will get big here, this one will get big here, this one needs to go. Like it's it's more of it's more of what I would imagine Vanguard to be like, which is like being a tactician of a fleet. That's kind of more what Aquaforce feels like, which ironically fits the uh, aesthetic perfectly. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's what makes it so fun for me, at least. So you're saying use your imagination? <laughs> yeah, you have to you have yeah. to um, imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> what? But. Just play just play Dimension, please. Close your eyes and turn cards sideways, <laughs> and then loose. Because you're playing Dimension, please. <laughs> you it's saw perfect. you saw that meme we retweeted with the the uh, that OTT card that gives your Vanguard an extra drive check. <laughs> Which no. one? Yeah. Oh, the uh, the new um the new Magus, the new Magus card. card. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I saw that. I'm like, oh, Matt's gonna be sad. Like, <laughs> 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 and that's a rare too. That's just a rare. They just give free drive checks to everybody now. Yeah. Pretty much. Which kind of reminds me of late G era, the whole everybody gets quad drive now, or... Oh my god, they print, what's his name, Excalop, and his, like, he has, like, all these conditions to get plus, like, a a drive check and power, and a plus a drive check and a crit or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, they just print, like, four more cards in a row that all have, like, easier conditions for it. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. (laughs) Poor Excalop, man. I got a I got a DP player that goes to my locals that used to talk about that all the time. He's like, "Man, I got to jump through so many hoops for Excalop. You just go on Flood Hazard on the wrong heart card and drive check four times." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh my god. I mean, nowadays Excalop isn't that terrible because now you got like the new Laurel and stuff like that to make it a little better. But right, well, you have the other stride. The new Gallop, yeah. Or the newer Gallop. Yeah, newer Gallop. Not ac- not actually new. New, old, old, new, old, new. Gallop. Right. <laughs> um, so, anything else we want to say about this great Navy clan before we wrap up here? Ripples are scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've all, like, that deck has beaten, kicked my shit in for way too long. And now it'll continue to do so. The masochist in me wants to see if Blue Storm can even do anything in premium, but the answer is probably no. Oh yeah, poor Bl- Blue Storm and Blue Wave both. I feel so bad for those archetypes. <laughs> They're just long forgotten. Yeah, and <laughs> those were the Wings. only archetypes. That's blue, right? Do you remember yeah. the quote Blue Storm support end quote in BTO nine or GBTO nine? <laughs> and it was like one card. Honestly, one I, tr- card. I try and forget about that completely. <laughs> I don't even remember what that fucking card did. It was the Maelstrom stride that, like, looked at top whatever for a Maelstrom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That was actually, like, kind of playable after uh, GBT-12 came out, but it was awful. Oh, my God. How do they print these cards? Uh, yeah, they, and- they have little regard for history. Mm. Uh, at least we have Glory Maelstrom now. Which, uh, yeah. by, by the way, settle, settle an argument for us. So, Matt argued that uh, Glory Maelstrom's new skill that you can only guard with one card at a time should now be called Glory Skill, even though the old Glory Skill is no dread ones or higher. Do oh, you agree door. with this? What? Single door. Fucking eat it, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah. But, 100%. You know, but, okay, but you can make Atlas upset by also calling it Glory Skill, and that that is inherent value. <laughs> That would I'd be lying if I said that though. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I can't say I blame him like for for wanting to uh, for, to annoy me because let's be honest, annoying Atlas is like it's the great American pastime next to baseball. Yeah. It's just it's great. Uh, it's like our hobby on this podcast. Oh yeah, no, no, no. no. Sh- shout out to uh, to Will Reagan from elementary school. He was a pro at that shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got you got single door and glory. You got battle door, of course, and then what's the new uh, the Nova Grappler hero boss triple door or whatever? Is... I don't, I don't... Oh, uh, frisbee a frisbee guy that's not really worth a VR. Yeah, the Beyblade dude. Yeah. 
that costs four counterblast. Yeah, the, the VR that costs four counterblast. I mean, triple door seems like it writes itself too. Like, why not? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, this is usually the part of the show where we plug ourselves, but Mr. Wave Nation, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you out there on the internet? Well, I mean, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on YouTube, obviously YouTube. YouTube is my big thing, so uh, YouTube, just Wave Nation, click on the one that has Vanguard stuff in it, um, and then I think, hold on, let me pull this stuff up on my phone, because I, I can't even remember my own tags half the time you can't remember your own like instagram handle or twitter handle yeah my my instagram handle i have two because i have one for like my band stuff and then i got one for my um one for my vanguard stuff but the vanguard one is going to be cfvg underscore wave nation you could follow that one if you want even though no one else does really (laughs) i mean Um, we have like i think 60 followers on our instagram that we updated update like barely so whatever just you do you man yeah and then uh, Twitter, you can just at Kahuna Big Tuna. It'll be Wave Nation when you find it. Um, and yeah, that's that's really it. Just YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and then of course I have a Discord, but that's linked in my YouTube stuff. So if you want to join a Discord that I'm in, you can you can do that too. Hell yeah, cool. Matt. How about you? Find me at Wiggums on Twitter. Two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Clips. And you can find me personally at Atlas Novak with a CK at the end, and it's not just N-O-V-A-K, N-O-V-A-C-K. And then you can find this podcast at Nexus at Night on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find this podcast, assuming you're listening to it on YouTube. I'm not sure why you would, but uh, you can find it literally anywhere you get a podcast. At iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of those. A lot, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And Wave Nation, guys. See you later. And have a good night, everybody.